In one of his books, Father Stephen Rossetti wrote the following. A survey was given to fifth graders in which they were asked to rank in order the desirability of 35 careers. They were given such choices as doctor, teacher, lawyer, and others. They were asked to list in order which ones they most wanted to be. One of the 35 vocations listed was saint. Any idea where saint was listed by these boys and girls? It was second to last, 34th. The only less desirable position was garbage collector. In the minds of many, being a saint is only slightly more desirable than being a garbage collector. When asked why saint was listed so low, the children said that being a saint was a negative, unhappy life. This is obviously one reason why churches aren't filled to the brim on All Saints Day and on other days of the liturgical year. Too many people think sanctity is boring. They don't see the benefits, the concrete, practical benefits of striving to live a life of holiness. Apparently, these men and women have forgotten that in the next life there will ultimately be only two groups of people. There'll be the saints and there'll be the damned. So if they don't want to be saints, what do they want to be? What's their ultimate goal? If they're consciously rejecting the path to heaven because they think there's no fun to be had on the way, then what path are they currently on? The other day I decided to sit down and write down some of the many benefits of being a saint, just in case anyone here has the same perspective as those fifth graders who took the survey mentioned by Father Rossetti. Perhaps this will give some of us a new outlook, a more positive outlook on the life of holiness and inspire us to pursue holiness each and every day of our lives. So here they are. Benefit number one of being a saint. You need less excedrin. That is to say, you avoid a lot of the headaches that people who commit serious sins are forced to deal with. Because we live in a media culture that glorifies sin, a lot of people think sin is cool. Think it's cool to fight and get drunk and fornicate and cheat and lie. After all, the men and women who do these things on TV are often portrayed in a positive light. When you step back and look at the matter objectively and honestly, what you see is that sins like these always come with a price tag. And it's not only in the afterlife. Even on this side of the grave, you pay a price. These violations of God's law destroy families, marriages, and everything else we hold dear as human beings. St. Paul said it well in Romans 6. He said, the wages of sin is death. Death can come in many forms. Benefit number two of being a saint. You have a goal in life. And it, it's the right goal. It's not just any goal. It's the right goal. Heaven. Consequently, you're not like so many people today who go through life with no sense of meaning or purpose or direction. They're wandering aimlessly. Why are you here? I don't know. What's life about? I don't know. Benefit number three of being a saint. You have a sense of your own dignity and worth as a human person. 
Saints have that consciousness because they know that Almighty God, the Creator of the universe, was willing to die for them, personally, and for their sins, taking those sins to a cross. Hence, they don't have the self-image problem that plagues so many sinners these days. Benefit number four of being a saint, you have the right set of priorities, which is so crucial for successful living. You know what's really important, and you know what isn't very important. Benefit number five of being a saint, you can identify spiritual poison. In other words, you can identify those realities, those ideas, those attitudes, those friendships, etc., that will harm your relationship with God and your relationship with others. And of course, if you can identify these realities that are spiritually poisonous, you can take the necessary steps to avoid them. Benefit number six of being a saint. You have the ability to keep the, your problems in perspective because you understand that no trial is going to last forever. And you know that God is so powerful that he can bring good even out of the evil, the suffering in your life. As St. Paul said, for those who love God, all things work together for good. Not that everything that happens to us is good, but everything, the good and the bad, work together for our ultimate good and benefit. Benefit number seven of being a saint, the last one. You have heaven waiting for you when you die, a place of happiness, a place of joy beyond your wildest imaginings, a place, as St. John tells us in today's second reading, where we will see God as he is. Can't do that in this side of the grave we can in eternity. Once again, the words of St. Paul, I has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has it entered into the mind of man what God has prepared for those who love him. So there they are, seven very practical benefits of being a saint. Somebody needs to share these with those fifth graders who took that survey. They need to know this stuff. And the good news is, this is not an exhaustive list, my brothers and sisters. There are lots and lots of other benefits I could have mentioned. These are the ones I thought of in the two or three minutes that I was thinking about this, preparing for this homily. Today in the church, we honor the men and women, all the men and women, who have received their eternal reward because they believe that resisting sin and striving for holiness each and every day was worth the effort. They understood the benefits. May Almighty God today help us to believe what those saints believed and to live like those saints lived, because those saints were right.